0: Hi everybody
1: Welcome to the Escalators to Nowhere, a Simpsons podcast with Robert and Caitlin I'm Robert I'm Caitlin And I'm a seasoned Simpsons fan And I am learning. And we are continuing our way through the entirety of the series And guess what, guess what, guess what, guess what, guess what, guess what We done We have finished, we are at the end of season two We are now this week at season two, episode 22, Blood Feud Wow, I'm, I'm astonished at us <laughs> We did it! I'm I, I am really genuinely uh, both surprised and pleased with uh, with our progress so far. Well, and we
0: I think I think it helps knowing that it's only going to get better from here.
1: It does, yeah. And I,
0: then and then I don't know what we're gonna do. This
1: is I mean like we are not on a marathon, right? Like we are on like one of those super marathons where people run like a hundred miles or something.
0: We're like on an Ironman triathlon uh-huh.
1: or something yeah the, uh, uh, or, or, or maybe caitlin is um caitlin's doing a very good job stitching the tour de france right now <laughs> aren't you <laughs> mm,
2: uh-huh.
1: so uh, uh so what is the challenge there with the tour de france
0: so i'm a member of a group on facebook for cross stitch and it's like they make events that try to help you make progress on your projects uh-huh. and the one that's for the tour de france is uh <clears throat> excuse me The one that's for the Tour de France, you have to stitch one cross stitch for every kilometer of the Tour de France.
1: That day? Yeah,
0: that's the idea. Well, the whole. Yeah. Right, okay. So, if you do the entire race, it's something like Mm 3,356 stitches. Um, I've done over 1,000. I haven't done what I said I was going to do, Uh which was try to get the yellow jersey, which is doing all of it. Oh. But, you know, progress is progress.
1: So, um... You are working on the uh uh, 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 what, what, what project is it? It's the- a,
0: um, it's a cross stitched version of A Sunday Afternoon on La Jet by George Sorat. That's right. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And how many stitches do you think is in that? Do you know?
0: It's over a hundred thousand. It's like a hundred and eighty <laughs> something thousand. Wow. I've done, I've done over six thousand. Wow. Yeah. Hey progress is progress progress is progress <laughs> okay. and that's not even my biggest project i have one that's over two hundred thousand stitches really which one's that the drinker the lady that's like sitting at the table very sad oh looking huh
1: <laughs> wow yeah um well here maybe we'll, we'll put a picture of your progress so far in oh, the uh okay uh in the instagram for people to listen sure. to uh and while i'm writing that yeah, down listen
0: to the instagram poster
1: <laughs> that's right <laughs> we uh so uh Wait, is that what I said? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) for people to look at. Um, But uh, while I am writing that down, uh, Caitlin is going to kick us off in the usual fashion. So give us the specs for season two, episode 22.
0: Yeah, so this is production code 7F22, written by George Meyer, directed by David Silverman. Original air date, July 11th, 1991. I feel like that's very late for a season finale.
1: That does seem.
0: But, you know. I did read on the wiki that uh, this was not meant to be the season finale.
1: It does not feel like a season no, finale. No, it doesn't. What was? Stark
0: Raving Dad was supposed to be the season finale. Oh. So I don't know what happened there, but we have secured a copy of Stark Raving Dad. Yes. Um, I just have to get my hands on it. Mm-hmm. But we do know where we can get one.
1: We have the means. Now we just have to have the. Uh...
0: We have to, first you get the sugar, then you get Stargraving Dad, then you get the women. Then you get the women. That's yeah. right. Um, so, yeah, that All was right. supposed to be the finale.
1: Oh, okay. Super. That would have been a really good finale. I haven't seen it. Oh, that's right. You don't, even see you don't know. You don't know how not I don't know what you
0: just want me to say about that because I haven't seen it. All right.
1: All right. Well. I could,
0: like I, Right now I couldn't even see it if I wanted to because it's not in this house.
1: That's true. Yeah. So I'm going to have to
0: leave the house to go get that. This is, we're going full circle back to my complaint about video stores. We are. Wow. Yeah. That's right. You're going to have to go to the video Except store. Except I just have to go to work and get it. That's all. <laughs>
1: All right, so uh, season two, episode twenty-two. I'm going to read the synopsis <laughs> from the Simpsons Wiki. That's at simpsons.fandom.com. Uh, we will put a link in the description if you'd like to go check it out. We encourage you to do so. So the synopsis is that Homer discovers that Bart has a rare blood type that can save Mister Burns's life. Homer convinces Bart, who was the only Springfieldian that has the blood type, to give blood in hopes that the Burns in, in hopes that Burns will give the Simpsons a cash reward. But when all Burns gives Bart is a thank you card, Homer writes a nasty letter to Burns, which ends up getting sent to him by Bart. Yep. That's I mean, that's it. Yep. Got it. All right. Yep. Although we didn't mention any of the B-plot. We didn't throw any B-plot with no. uh, Lisa trying to teach Maggie.
0: <laughs> no. Was that a B-plot or was that I... just like incidental? I, I don't
1: know. I, I I wouldn't call it a plot of any kind. No. it was just what Lisa no. was doing. No, it
0: was it was funny <laughs> filling was out the cute. story. Yeah.
1: All right. So let's open up. We're going to open up with the credits, and uh, I think that we got like the director's cut on credits. It was very long. <laughs> these these were extra long yeah. credits.
0: Yeah. Um. I so so long. I quit paying attention like halfway through them. Yeah. Yeah. Me and too. Then- <laughs> And then um, we saw the family. The couch gag was them falling through the floor.
1: I felt like I, yeah, uh, yes, and the um, yes, they uh, they all land, they all sat on the couch, and then it cracks through the floor, mm-hmm. very much like that ch- chest of silver, that Spanish silver. Oh yes, uh, yes. That we talked about a couple episodes oh, ago. Oh wow, throwback. <laughs> uh huh. And this
0: is this episode is our full circle episode, That's everybody. A, we just making circles circle. all over the place. Call me a compass because I'm making circles. Go but, ahead. What? <laughs> I don't fucking know. <laughs> wow, it's very hot,
1: <laughs> y'all. It is hot. I'm like in my hermetic bubble. It is bubble. hot. Oh man, it is a hot time of year, and it's supposed to be hot this time of year. But man, these past couple of days have been rough here in Virginia. Yeah. Uh, I'll tell you, like, you know, I work outside. I work in public history, so I'm dressed uh, in the Revolutionary Era a lot, and man. I spent a lot of my year like with people being like oh it's so hot how do you deal with you know walking around like that and I'm almost always saying something like what are you gonna do when it gets hot uh, but yesterday somebody said that to me and I was like you know I spend most of my year saying to people what are you gonna do when it gets hot but I can't say that to you today because it's, it is hot <laughs> it's hot today. yeah it, yesterday Warm today that's right so like I think the real the real temperature got up to like 97 yesterday which is Itself would not be so so bad, but the heat index was like 113, 114 uh, at one point. It was, hey, at
0: least you weren't in New York where the heat index was 131. Are you are you That's shitting? That's the me, worst, right? Like, That's the worst. Yeah, y'all.
1: I have a friend who lives in New York, a high school friend who's in New York, and they posted on their Instagram story that the heat index where they were in, in New York, wherever they were, New York City, that is, mm-hmm. was a was 131. What the hell? I believe.
0: Have you ever been in New York in the summer? <laughs> no. Oh, it's awful.
1: <laughs> Is it really? It's really
0: terrible. Well, it's, just con- it's, I mean, it's it's humid. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. It's all concrete uh-huh. and like there's not a lot of wind because there's you know buildings blocking you on every yeah, side. I guess I never It's really, not fun.
1: I guess, you know, when you grow up in the deep south, you think of the north and you think that it's like always nice in like in the summertime in the north, but no. <laughs> that's really Mm-mm. not the case. They were saying like uh, I was watching TV the other day. They were saying the high in Lincoln, Nebraska was like almost 100. And that yeah. really kind of threw me for a loop. I just assumed that that was a cooler part of the world. Uh, no. For whatever reason. I don't know. That's
0: the planes, baby.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were talking about like airplanes. No. <laughs> I was like, why would riding on an airplane make me think of Lincoln, Nebraska? No. No. <laughs> No. All right. So, okay, let's uh, Now
0: that we've warmed up, let's get into this. I feel I feel pretty good. Okay. I feel pretty good here today. So the uh, the episode opens at <clears throat> excuse me, the unveiling of a new emergency warmi- warning system which is right mm-hmm. outside of the Springfield Nuclear Power Plant.
1: Yes. And so uh, we have uh, Diamond Joe Quimby. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this might be the first time that we have seen his name written out as Diamond Joe Quimby.
0: In a previous episode, I think it might have been Three Minute Comic Book, he refers to himself as Diamond Joe, mm-hmm. but this is the first time it's like been Yeah, and Yeah, it's, it's on the
1: podium right there uh, above the seal of Springfield. And they are, uh, he he opens up by saying, uh, Chief Wiggum. Archbishop McGee, mm-hmm. distinguished guests, uh, and they're here to, of course, uh, dedicate the emergency warning system. Mm-hmm. And we, I, I'm going to say this up front: we get a number of quality, like, sort of one line jokes in this. And I'm, I'm, I'm hesitant to say the word one liners because none of them are really just like one liners, but they're just brief jokes that are. Oh, uh,
0: you mean what? they the warnings they're showing on the on the screen,
1: right? And so they. Uh, the uh, first, um, the first one uh, comes up and it says something to the effect of like uh, everything's fine, relax, yeah. and the c- the crowd claps. Yeah, and then we go through the stages of nuclear warnings and fallout, and <laughs>
2: yeah, so <laughs> the
1: crowd is like it, it, it uh, dissipates to a, like a smattering yeah. of applause as so they this, get worse.
0: Yeah, this system is like kind of like what you see on the highway with the like you know, gives warnings. It's like a letter board. Uh-huh. So it's got little smile and Joe fission on it. Yep. And uh, yeah, Robert, Robert's right. It says, relax, everything's fine. Mm-hmm. And then,
1: minor radiation leak, roll up windows. Yeah.
0: <laughs> meltdown, flee city. Uh, yeah. And then, core <laughs> explosion, repent your <laughs> sins.
1: <laughs> I think that's the last one. Yeah.
0: And so, then, Homer turns to Lenny and says, that la- like basically like that last one's funny because if the core explodes, they won't have any power to light that sign. Yep. So they're like in the back of the crowd, yucking it up, snickering. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> uh, and so, at any rate, uh, Mayor Quimby then wants to turn the uh, podium over to the man whom he says, uh, "I would like to present the man who made this sign possible by dropping the last of his obstructionist legal challenges."
0: Mm-hmm. Montgomery, Montgomery Burns.
1: But we cut over, and there's Mr. Smithers, but. Mr. Burns yeah. is nowhere to be found. This
0: it was odd to me that this was the point they realized Mr. Burns isn't there because <laughs> yes. you know Smithers would have been looking for him way before this. Yeah,
1: there are a couple of there are a couple of what I would consider to be inconsistencies in this episode. Yeah. I I did like this episode, but uh, there are a couple of things that I pointed out, and i when we get to the actual blood later okay. on. Uh, yeah, we'll talk about it a little bit.
0: Yeah, so um, Smithers is in a panic, um, and he's like there's there must be something terribly wrong nobody uh uh fuck god sorry quimby is uh upset he mm-hmm. says nobody leaves diamond joe quimby holding the bag so then we cut to mr burns's bedroom and we discover that he has fallen out of bed passed out
1: yeah it looks uh, he's he is on the on the floor this is uh, this is another thing right like smithers very Commonly and is repeated throughout the series that Smithers gets up super early to go and get Mr. Burns ready for the day. Right. So I'm not sure why. Maybe, maybe Smithers was out uh, on a bender last night (laughs) watching Pardon My Zinger.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Maybe. Uh, So anyway, we discover that Mr. Burns is having a medical emergency, essentially. Yes. Yeah. So, uh,
1: yeah, so because uh, Smithers comes in and finds Mr. Burns mm-hmm. here, and he says, we've got to get a doctor, and Mr. Burns says, absolutely not. No quack sawbones is going to apply his leeches to me. I think that it is very funny to me that like the word quack, in, ret- in reference to a doctor, uh-huh. is like centuries old. Mm-hmm. I don't know where it comes from. Oh, I don't know. Uh, I, don't, yeah, I don't know why it became a common phrase to refer to a doctor especially ones along the lines of, like, Nick Riviera, mm-hmm. as a quack. But uh, even in, like, the 18th century, they refer to doctors as quacks. Really? They do. I yeah. don't think I realize that. Um, That's weird. Yes, and so... Is it, it
0: because of old-timey plague masks and they look like ducks? <laughs> I (laughs) I I don't know. (laughs) Um, Um,
1: If if those were supposed to be ducks, they should have uh, big screw shaped penises. Whoa whoa whoa! (laughs) Hey, if we're talking about uh, we're talking about uh, bubonic plague times, that's Renaissance, and Renaissance is Commedia dell'arte, and Commedia dell'arte there was lots of phallic gags going on. There you go. I was not. I was just trying to. I just was just attempting to justify my screw penis uh-huh, joke. <laughs> uh huh.
0: Uh huh. Sure. Um. Anyway, I thought that w- that line was interesting because, as we know later in the series, Mr. Burns relies very heavily on doctors at least once a week to yeah fix him up uh uh-huh. for the week ahead.
1: We will also at one point learn that Mr. Burns has everything in terms of disease mm-hmm. that he has. Everything okay, and uh, that, that balance of him having everything is part of the reason why he can continue to live, and so right, like, okay, I think one of the things he actually has is hysterical pregnancy. <laughs> the, the doctor goes, A little bit, yeah,
2: <laughs> so, that's very funny. <laughs>
0: um, so anyway, uh, Smithers insists that he's gonna go see the doctor, uh huh. Um, then we see Dr. Hibbert has come to Burns Manor to check things out. Yes. And we learn from Dr. Hibbert that Mr. Burns has something called hypo. Hypo- hypohemia.
1: yes and it's very funny that you stumbled over that word because i
0: thought i was going to call it hypophemia, yeah. but it's a hypohemia
1: <laughs> yeah and uh uh dr hibbert says to smithers he says in layman's terms it's quite simply a lack of blood it, to which smithers responds damn it doctor i'm no idiot i know what hypohemia is
2: yeah
0: <laughs> and, and he says what i want to know is what can we do about it
1: yes so here is the here is the problem right Home uh Mr. Burns lacks blood. Mm-hmm. But it is revealed that he has a rare blood type.
0: Right. He has uh well, first of all, Smithers, when he figures this out, Dr. Mm-hmm. Hibbert tells him the only hope is a transfusion. He rips his shirt open oh, yes. <laughs> and says, How long does it take to sterilize a needle? And like insinuating that he wants he wants to give blood to Mr. Burns. Right. But this is how this is when we learn that Mr. Burns' blood is double O negative. Yeah. And Smithers' is B positive. So <laughs> that... <laughs> we learned a lot about these kids. Talk about your character growth. I now know several characters' blood types. Oh, yes, we will. As uh, a result
1: of this episode. Yeah, exactly. I, I learned that Homer and I have the
0: same You uh, do. You do. Same blood type. <laughs> uh, Mr. Burns and I are not quite the same, but, um, you know, I don't... Is double O an actual blood type. So
1: that's what I was going to ask you. I, I thought have no you would know better than me because you have a pretty rare blood type too. No,
0: my t- my blood type is very common. I'm a universal donor. Oh wait.
1: Yes. Yeah. 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 I'm
0: O positive.
1: Yeah, you, you're the. Oh, sorry. O negative is the more rare one, isn't it? I think it? so. Yeah. Oh, uh, so Caitlin, <laughs> here's the good news. If I'm ever in trouble, Caitlin is a universal donor, and I am a universal receiver, baby. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> I think I can only I think O positive is a very common blood type because we can only receive O positive but I can give to whoever. I see. I think that's the way it works.
1: Hey, you got blood, I'll take it. Yeah.
0: <laughs> um I'm I'm on the Red Cross website right now trying uh-huh. to figure this out. So,
1: while Caitlin's doing that, uh we of course discovered this very rare blood type and we just don't know who is going to be able to Fix this. And this is what I was going to say earlier about blood and donations and all that sort of thing. Because uh, he uh, uh, Smithers says, damn my common gutter blood veins. And Mr. Burns says, Smithers don't feel so bad. After all, that kidney you donated to me really hit the spot. That's mm-hmm. not
0: how that works. <clears throat> Sorry. <laughs> That's not yes. how that works. There's a whole thing on the wiki about how this whole situation is not medically sound Uh i wouldn't expect it to be honestly also i find no proof of o negative or double o negative blood (laughs) (laughs) existing i don't know i just very quickly yeah
1: it's just a trope Uh, you know just a
0: well yeah i mean like it just kind of plays into the fact that mr burns is like he's a real he's like this very fragile
1: yes entity and he's a he's a real blue blood right like he's got blood that nobody else does sure I bet that's what they were going for. My analysis is spot on.
0: Okay. <laughs> so anyway. Uh, yes. You
1: forgot to praise me for my spot on analysis. Oh, very good, Robert. Thank you.
2: Very
0: good. <laughs> All right. So, so. then once they, once Smithers realizes that like he can't help in this situation,
2: mm-hmm.
0: he makes an announcement over the intercom. At the plant. Yep. And he says, Attention, all employees, our boss and inspiration, Mr. Burns, is at death's door. If you have type double O negative blood, I implore you to report to the blood mobile outside. That is all. So
1: Lenny is Lenny over here. Is it, So we have Homer Carl and Lenny standing mm-hmm. as this is going on. And Lenny says, I'd give him my blood except for one thing.
0: What's that? I don't uh, wanna. Yeah. <laughs> <So> <laughs> Which I'm- is yeah, uh, it's, it's a, that was a funny thing. But I, I also, w- Carl's outfit is different from the norm. He's wearing a tie.
2: He is. He's
0: not wearing his pink sweater.
1: Yeah, it's true. Um, and I wonder if the reason for that is just because of what he says here in a minute. Uh, oh, maybe. What he reveals here in a second. But before we get to that, Homer is listening to Carl and Lenny laugh about, that, uh, about not wanting to get the blood. And Homer chides them, and they give mm-hmm. us the old bait and switch here, mm-hmm. because Homer, Homer goes, I can't believe you guys, there, there's a human being out there with millions of dollars who needs our help, and you don't want to cash in. Uh, and so uh, he even uh, goes farther to say, this is why you're stuck in this crummy, dead-end job. And then Carl reveals mm-hmm. in this moment, he says, you know, Homer, I am your supervisor.
0: <laughs> Which is funny, like, I wouldn't have expected that.
1: I right, and I also uh, I will say that I have um, fussed at work. So my supervisor is is a is a longtime friend of mine. We've been friends for like almost 15 years. Uh, we were roommates for a long time. And so sometimes I, I fuss at him and tell him that's why he, he's going nowhere in life. And he says, you know, I'm your supervisor. <laughs> 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 oh, right. <laughs> yeah.
0: So and then he, and Homer says, sorry, sir. So uh, we cut then. out Outside the
1: plant, we are in the Simpsons living room. And mm-hmm. this is where we get our not B-plot B-plot. You're right. Uh, Maggie is teaching. Uh, excuse me. Lisa, Lisa is teaching Maggie. Mm-hmm. Uh, to read, or at least trying to teach her phonetics in terms of flashcards.
0: Yeah, but she's also, um, the the card she's showing her at first is a lemur, uh-huh. and then she shows her a zebu, mm-hmm. and Marge asks her what she's doing, and Lisa responds in a very Lisa way. She says, I'm trying to teach Maggie that nature doesn't end with the barnyard. So she's teaching her, like, all these exotic animals. Uh-huh. Um, and <laughs> she goes on to say, I want to give her the advantages I didn't have. <laughs> yeah, yes. <laughs> so.
1: Um, have I ever told you about my Halloween costume when I was a lemur? I don't think so. So uh, when I was in college, I knew this. Uh, I had a friend who worked at a... Uh, down in Valdosta, there is a uh, theme park called Wild Adventures, and they have animals on display at Wild Adventures theme park, as well as roller coasters and stuff. Actually, they had one of those uh, one of those little uh, kitty hanging bang coasters. Uh, oh,
0: the. the- the, the, the Vacoma SLC. Yeah.
1: So it's not okay. an SLC. They did uh they they did have a boomerang, but they had the the, the little ones like they have at Carowinds. Mm-hmm. Um anyways, anyways, it's 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 a family coaster. So it's a pretty gentle ride, but they really spiced it up by having this dangle coaster over the alligator pit. <laughs> oh god. <laughs> so uh, that was fun. Um at any rate, uh he worked uh and they had some lemurs there and he worked with the animals. And I guess at some point uh, you know, animals are animals. And this lemur went nuts on him and bit, like, through his arm. Ew. Uh like, like, really, really attacked his arm. And he had, like, it was so bad that, uh, that he had to put a cast on the thing and wear it around.
2: Yikes. And so,
1: <laughs> for Halloween... Uh, I dressed up as a lemur and chased him around in the yard oh, for good. a while.
0: Did you put like blood coming out I, of your I, arm? I you did. did? And I, bit, I
1: bit his arm. And <laughs> wow. <laughs> so, um,
0: very supportive of your friends. Uh, yes. <laughs> hey, guess what? What?
1: Caitlin and I have a good idea for a Halloween costume. Y'all are going to love it. Yeah, we
0: do. <laughs> okay.
1: So anyways, Maggie is, uh, excuse me, Maggie is being uh, tutored here mm-hmm. uh, by Lisa. And anyway, uh, we get a, uh, uh, Lisa is talking about a zebu. You know what's a zebu, and then Homer comes in to the uh, to the frame, and he is upset. Mm-hmm. He
0: wants to know what his blood type is. A positive baby. Yeah, Marge tells him it's A positive.
2: Uh huh.
0: Um and. Uh, Lisa is very surprised that Marge knows what Homer's blood type is. She says it's very romantic. <laughs> uh, and then Marge says a mother knows everything about her family, yep, so th- then Marge- which prompts a very funny little segment of Lisa and Marge and Homer. I'm sorry. Lisa and Bart and Homer uh-huh. um, asking Marge questions about themselves. Yep. So like, what's
1: Lisa's shoe size Four B? How many teeth does Bart
0: have? 16 permanent and eight baby. Uh huh. Um, earmuffs. I don't know. That's about extra large ring. I don't. Uh, I don't want you to wear rings. It looks yeah, cheap. Yeah. Lisa
1: asks about ring size. Yeah. Uh, and then
0: Bart's allergies, which are butterscotch imitation butterscotch and glow in the dark monster makeup.
1: Uh huh. And um, he is impressed by this. He is know? impressed. He actually says, "Ooh, impressive." Yeah.
0: And then Homer asks her how many hairs he has on his head. And she says, "Oh, you have lots of hair."
1: Nice sidestep there, uh, yeah, Marge.
0: And then she, and then she comes back around and she says, "Well, why do you want to know about your blood type?" Mm-hmm. And this is when Homer tells her that um, he's going to kick off if he doesn't get some O negative blood. Uh-huh.
1: This whole sequence sets us up for Marge to have a reason to know that Bart. Yes. Has double O negative blood.
0: Yes. So basically, yeah, Homer's like, nobody at the plant has double O negative blood. This is a problem. And then she says Bart does and Homer is excited. Uh, yes. <laughs> is. Um. So Bart's like, I don't want to give blood mm-hmm. and and it doesn't matter. Um, well, I thought,
1: so I, I don't know about you, but when we hit this point here in the uh, in the episode like i thought that it was ringing very true to a lot of recent events involving the supreme court and whether or not bart would be required to give blood to somebody even if it would save their life right uh, in terms of the recent dobbs decision and right. this is the argument right that you know here in this scenario that if that bart has sovereignty over his, his over own his body. body and even if this blood would save Mr. Burns's life, he <laughs> cannot be held legally uh, responsible, Liable. yeah, he, or reliable he, yeah. either. Uh, I- if he gives it to him or not, like, it is what, by-
0: what's going to happen? Is he going to be tried for manslaughter or something if he doesn't give blood?
1: Yeah, exactly. And so, like, this is the argument that a lot of people are making in terms of, you know, because we get sidestepped a lot of times, I think, by like, when does life begin? Blah, mm-hmm. blah, blah. And I'm not going to go on a long tangent about this, but I've done a lot of research into 18th century thoughts about this uh, here recently. So, anyways, <laughs> uh, but yeah. that, that being said, uh, that being said, it, uh, The point is, is that it doesn't matter when life begins. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have anything to do with the situation. It's
0: about bodily autonomy and your right to make a decision.
1: Right. And here we have Bart asserting his own bodily autonomy Mm -hmm. over his special double O negative blood.
0: Yeah, but that doesn't matter because he is, he is forced to give the blood anyway. Right. So I wonder if, how old do you have to be to give blood?
1: Uh, I, I, I think it's
0: older than 10.
1: Yeah, I think it's... Isn't it 16? Probably. I, somewhere around there. I gave
0: blood in high school, did so you? probably. Okay. I yeah. don't know
1: that I ever did. I do remember my father telling me that I was never to sell my blood. <laughs> wow. he said... And, and I guess it was because I was... I saw like a blood bank and they were offering mm. certain, whatever money it was. And he was, like, he was like, no, we do not sell blood. We will give blood if people need it, but mm-hmm. we don't sell it. And I, so that was one of my well, early, early moral lessons.
0: Apropos to this episode, because, um, Homer tells Bart, he says, it's not like I'm asking you to give your blood for free. Yeah. <laughs> that would be crazy. You're a little young to understand this, but when you save a rich man's life, he showers you with riches. <laughs> and then he tells a story of Hercules and the lion, we, which is,
1: it is, it is a, uh, it is, uh. Oh man, it is
0: <laughs> he. he I'm trying to think the right up, word.
1: No, what I was gonna say is, it's an orgy of a bunch of different stories yes. pressed together like multicolored Plato. Yeah. So,
0: so. Uh, uh, the wiki says it's mainly um, Andrus, Androcles and the lion, and then Hercules and the Nemean lion. Neiman? Nemean. Nemean.
1: It's yeah. So basically, like this is the story of the lion with a thorn in his mm-hmm. paw. Yeah, but Homer, for whatever reason, inserts Hercules here. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bart even asks, "Is it a Bible story?" And he <laughs> says, "Yeah, probably."
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. So he tells him, you know, there's once upon a ton of time there's a big mean lion who had a thorn in his paw, and all the village people tried to pull it out, but nobody was strong enough. Mm-hmm. So they got Hercules, and the Hercules used his mighty strength, and bingo. Uh, the thorn came out, and uh, the moral of the story is that the lion was so happy that he gave Hercules a big thing of riches. <laughs> and then Bart's asking the hard-hitting questions. He says, "How does a lion get rich?" And Homer just says, "It was the olden days." <laughs>
1: Satisfactory. There <laughs> yeah, we go. Yes. Yeah, so, so and, and then we cut, and Bart is at the bloodmobile with Homer, trying and Homer's trying to get in the door, trying mm-hmm. to get this money train rolling.
0: And we discover that. Who should be driving the blood mobile? But Auto know. Man.
1: <laughs> That's right.
2: <laughs> he is working. He also
1: is showing some competence here, I think.
0: Yeah, he's, he he's so he's like fixing something on the blood mobile. Yeah, he's holding
1: a ratchet wrench laying down under saying, you know, uh, you know, uh, basically uh he drives the kids to school in the morning, so uh he
0: yeah, so he uh, he says during... Oh, that's the, not what he says. Yeah, yeah, he says during the day when all my friends are in school, I got a job as a certified bloodletting tech dude. Um, <laughs> so I guess... But what this line to me implies is that all of Otto's friends are little kids.
1: Yes. Because I, they're I, in school. Yeah, I, was, I, I thought for a half second maybe Otto is only supposed to be like 17. He's just a dropout, but I don't think that's it. I think that Otto is... It's yeah. just friends with the kids, that yeah. with the young people. And
0: yeah, like and I think to, in this day and age, we would consider that to be very weird, but maybe not in the 90s. That's
1: what I love about high school girls. I get older, they stay the same age. Ugh. Yikes. <laughs> but you know what he has there while he's uh, laying under the thing? Is he's yeah, got a he bucket. has
0: Shakespeare fried chicken. Yeah. So this is the second appearance of uh, Shakespeare's fried chicken, the first being um, in a flashback scene with Homer and Abe.
1: Mm-hmm. So after this sequence here with Otto, then Smithers walks up to the, uh, to the, Blood wagon. So I guess it is known. Homer has made it known that his son has mm-hmm. this double O negative blood. Yeah,
0: because Smithers says, I don't know which one of you to hug first, and uh-huh. Homer's like, uh, hug the boy. So Smithers goes in for a big hug.
1: Yep. So yep. we then cut to the Springfield Hospital and the Bloodmobile pulls up, they toss a bag of this it's, precious blood. It's clearly
0: very urgent. They're like um, yes, they have a fire <laughs> brigade style <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> throwing the blood. And then it finally uh, gets to the guy in the elevator who
1: drops it, (laughs) and then picks it up.
0: Yeah, he drops it, picks it up, and then he's like in the elevator just waiting for the doors to close, and they're not closing. And we realize that he forgot to push the button.
1: Yes, so we have this really great like sequence of urgency, urgency, urgency. Yeah, and then then
0: all of a sudden, just like doop, 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 and and yeah, that was that made me laugh.
1: So then uh, they hook. They hook it up to Mr. Burns's veins, and mm-hmm. uh, Mr. Burns is acknowledging that he might not have long. Yeah, in this so world. he goes.
0: He's, he he kind of goes through a, a transformation. He's like very weak and and feeble, uh-huh. and he's like, I want to dictate my epitaph, and he starts saying, "Charles Montgomery Burns, American, a patriot, American, uh-huh. patriot." <laughs> Master of the Adam, scourge of the despot.
2: Uh-huh.
0: <laughs> oh, scourge of a despot, not scourge of the despot. Uh, Tyrant, you hear his mighty name and quake. And like as as he keeps saying these things, he's getting stronger and stronger. Uh-huh. And then eventually, he gets out of the bed.
2: Yeah, yeah
1: here's something strange. Dictating your epitaph mm-hmm. seems like a strange thing to me. Mhm. Uh I only I only know of one other person off the top of my head at least that I know did that.
0: And Franklin.
1: Did he do it? I don't know. Did Franklin? Do it? No, it's Jefferson. Oh. Jefferson uh uh wrote that he wanted to be, you know, uh, author of the Declaration of Independence, author of Virginia's Statute for Religious Freedom. Uh and there's a third thing on there. Scourge of a despot scourge of a despot. No, that wasn't
0: it. Interesting. I don't know.
1: Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, hey, listener, do you know of anybody else who uh, who pinned their own epitaph? I I would be really interested to know.
0: I feel like there's some like famous comedians who did that.
1: Oh, yeah, like the who was it? There's somebody on has on their tombstone, I told you I was sick or something. Yeah. Like
0: yeah. I, they're they're out there.
1: That's for sure. That's that is commitment to the bit, y'all. I that is admirable in my eyes.
0: Yes.
2: <laughs>
1: So, anyways, Mr. Burns hops out of the bed. He feels better. He's cured. And this is, is this not the second time in this season that we have seen Mr. Burns naked?
0: Uh, I don't remember the first time. What was the first uh, Brush time? Brush
1: with Greatness is where we saw him.
0: Oh. Him Oh, naked. yeah, his spotty body. That's right.
1: But this time we got a full, We get his butt. We get a full on uh, cheek. Yeah. Yeah, he
0: gets out of the, the hospital bed and then turns around and, of course, what? What happens when hospital gowns are worn on TV? You see the person's butt. Uh Uh-huh. So, then we see him at the plant, and he is, like, walking around, just, like, running things. This is
1: classic dress for uh, I'm feeling good, Mr. Burns.
0: Yeah, it's basically tennis whites with a, um, a sweater tied around his shoulders. Yep. Yeah. He
1: when he, I I think that I think that this seriously like is the thing that they draw him in to imply to us that he is in a he's good feeling,
0: mood. He's feeling he's feeling vigorous and um yeah, is in a good mood. He
1: also in I'm pretty sure he's wearing this also in 22 shorts when Mr. Smithers gets stung in the eye with the bee uh and Smithers oh excuse me. Burns no, they're
0: is. wearing their sweatsuits Are they? Yeah, cuz uh. they they're on the bike when Mr. Burt we right. just watched it last night. Uh-huh. Um yeah, he's wearing like his little sweatsuit. Oh no! They're...
1: I fucked up. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> oh well. Anyways, uh, Mr. Burns is feeling good, but we get a, we get some good jokes in here. Oh no! Look at this. uh Oh. As he's coming in, uh, right at 7:15, where he says, "I'm back." Uh huh. Look who's in the front there. Can you see it?
0: Database is bad.
1: I'm like, it looks like database, doesn't it? Yeah, it, <laughs> it does. <laughs> uh, database. Uh, oh, but anyways, sorry,
0: database.
1: Data, data. <laughs> uh, at, at any rate, he's coming through and he's saying hello to the plant employees. But he walks up to Charlie, right, mm-hmm. and he uh, he very clearly uh, doesn't know who he is. He says, "Why look? Who's here? It's good old you." And then walks up to Lenny and says, "Oh, hey there, Mister Brown Shoes. Mm-hmm. How about that local sports team?" Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, anyway, we then uh, get uh, cut to a scene where Mister Burns is playing hiale. Yeah, <laughs> which I uh, I was uncertain I or did not know that he played.
0: Apparently, highlight is very dangerous.
1: Yeah, it's the fastest it game fast. in the uh, in the world. Uh, did, we, did you know that when I was in at school in South Georgia, that in North Florida there was a casino? I've told you about it before. I'm pretty sure.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Did I ever tell you the name of the casino?
0: Highline Casino.
1: It's Hamilton Highline and Poker. Oh, their song would go, Hamilton Highline and Poker, we've got your game. So like, oh, I guess like, like I would go there sometimes to play like you know, uh, sit and go games. Yes, Highline. Yes, <laughs> but like the yeah, you could go and like watch the guys play Highline. I am uncertain as to the rules of Highline. I don't know. The, what yeah. I know is you got the basket tied is like literally tied to your hand, and then you throw the it's, orange. Yeah, it's
0: like a little scoop.
1: I think the thing. ball is called an orange, and uh, yeah, and you like fling it out.
0: I remember, like when I was a kid, we had the um, they ha- we had similar like little things, like throwing things with a wiffle ball. Uh huh. But it wasn't high. high-life-esque. Yes, we had those too. You know what I'm talking? Yeah, 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 yeah. They're like plastic, and then the the wiffle ball.
1: Man, I loved wiffle ball when I was a kid. We used to play in my front yard and like <laughs> the neighbor's mailbox. What will be my brother's? Uh, mailbox uh-huh. uh, was first base. Uh-huh. The fence was second base, okay. and then their step would be third base, uh-huh. and then home was the you know how my front yard kind of dips in the middle there. Sure, it was just like there. Like, yeah, if you got to the dip, it was home. Yeah, <laughs> uh,
0: I um I could tell you the bases for my my house too. Oh
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> was it a fence? Was the fence one? No.
0: Okay. Um. Well, really. It was my, our neighbor's yard because that's where I would play softball. Uh-huh. But it was, like, the corner. Where cor-
2: the chickens
0: are? Yes. Okay. So, like, the corner of that little barn that's right there. Okay. That was home.
2: Uh-huh.
0: First was, like, the edge of the flower bed that was around one of a tree. Uh-huh. It was a big pine tree. And then there was a dogwood tree. Second base was the corner of the dogwood tree.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Third was, like, another edge of a flower bed. And then, yeah, home was the... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, my parents' front yard, I don't think we really had bases. Because, I mean, we never really played in the front yard because it was a very busy street.
1: Yeah, that, that's a that's a pretty busy road yeah. for a kid to be playing. Yeah. <laughs> Chasing a ball. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, So what I really liked about our little wiffle ball setup was that our second base, again, was a fence. uh, It's a chain link fence. But you could hit it over that, you know, if you got a really good shot. And so, therefore, we would not only have, like, uh, the opportunity for bases, but we also actually had a fence that you could hit the ball over for home runs. Nice. And it was wiffle balls. There was always a car parked on the other side of that fence, but they didn't care. It was just a wiffle ball. (laughs) Yeah.
0: So um At fun any rate, times. Yeah, hey,
1: uh, I'm interested. Tell me uh listener, what were, what were your bases made up of? And uh also here's a here's a, a secondary question I have for you. One of the things I also liked about our setup was that our bases were evenly spaced. Mm, but mine I, were not. I was going to say like most places I think don't have evenly spaced My bases.
0: baseball diamond was more of a like a Rhombus, a uh, baseball rhombus, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> T- uh, te- uh trapezoid, a dodecahedron. Rhombus. Yes. <laughs> right, oh. <Lisa>? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, Lisa. Yeah, yeah.
1: All right. So, at any rate, uh, uh, Mr. Burns is feeling good, and he says, "I'm back in the pink and full of pith and vinegar." He yeah. does say pith. I, I noticed
0: he says pith. Yeah, not piss.
1: Yeah, which I wonder. I, it must have been a censor thing. Maybe like they, they yeah. would not be able to say the word "piss" in 1991.
0: Maybe, but it, that sounds close enough, and it could you could it could you could be filled I, with pith, I guess. I
1: guess, but Mr. Burns was hardly full of pith, Mr. Uh, no. Mr. Oratory over here. No.
0: <laughs> so. um yeah. Oh, he tried
1: every tincture and poultices and tonics.
0: Yeah. So. <laughs> um Yeah, so, yeah. Sorry. Are you okay over there? Yes. (laughs) God. So Mr. Burns is going on about how remarkable it is, how good he feels, because in the past he's tried every tincture, poultice, Uh and tonic, and all he needed was the blood of a young boy.
1: That's (laughs) right. So he sits down in the chair, asks Smithers the name, Mm -hmm. Bart Simpson. Who's that? He's, uh, He's the son of Homer Simpson, one of your stiffs in Sector 7G. Yeah. Have we gotten one of these quips from... Miss Smithers, before in regards to Homer, you know, Homer Simpson, one of your ba 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 in Sector Seven G,
0: um, maybe
1: like so, I don't know if we have or not, but this is a this is a very common phrasing or way of phrasing right. for Smithers to describe Homer, something like something he lo- says, one of your stiffs here, but you know something like a, one of the bottom feeders from Sector Seven G, <gasps> right, that sort of thing. Yeah,
0: I don't know if we have or not, but we've definitely had uh. Mr. Uh, Burns not knowing who Homer is. Yes. For sure. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> so, he says "There, uh, the Simpsons will be getting a very nice surprise in the mail.
1: Yes. Uh, yes. Uh, and even goes so far as to say very nice indeed there, mm-hmm. followed by, you know, some maniacal fiendish laughter right uh fiendish is what yeah. the frankie x says about it
0: so then we see uh homer who uh-huh. is sorting through the mail yep he's throwing all the bills in the trash can uh-huh. which i can't imagine that that's good for your credit score homer <laughs> but then he sees the one from mr burns C.M. Yeah. burns yeah and he is pumped
1: uh, he's pumped, and I'm just going to uh, throw in here. I don't think I've said this before, but Mr. Burns has a very nice signature. Uh, oh. <laughs> I really love the way that he writes his name.
0: You just like it because he does a little flourish at the end. Uh,
1: hey, but it looks so nice, especially the, the C and the M. I I really admire because C's are tough for me. Okay. I have a hard time with
0: C's. Good your na- Good thing your name is not Crandall. <laughs>
1: That's a K, and you know it. Aww, I've
0: been calling her Crandall. Crandall. Uh So
1: he's really excited, yes. and, but he doesn't open it up. Well, he really puts—he really counts his chickens here. Yes, he uh, does,
0: because he calls the entire family into the room. Yep. And he's like, "All right, uh, let's do this out on the yard where the neighbors can see." So they yep. go into the backyard. They—he uh, wants Lisa to dim the lights. No, no, no turn on more lights. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and, and he's like, he, he's basically like, I don't care, do something. So what does Lisa do? She turns on the hose yeah, with the sprinkler. The, the
1: sprinkler. Which Did just, you have one of those sprinklers, the ones that shoot up in sort of like a bow and like goes back and yes, forth? Yes, um, Not the ones as Millhouse would describe as... <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, no, Uh. we had that kind, our neighbors, the baseball field house. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They had the <laughs> <laughs> sprinklers. And I remember one day I was... I don't know how old I was, but I was like, I wasn't like a little, little kid. I was probably like nine or 10. Yeah. Um, and they had the sprinkler going and I decided I was just going to go outside and run through the sprinkler <laughs> in my clothes. <laughs> we,
1: yeah, we, I mean like that was the thing. Like whenever there was a sprinkler out, uh, so my, you know, my, my, uh, childhood home's front yard is not very large. Uh, and so you, you might even refer to it as one of those postage stamp mm-hmm. sort of yards. Um, but, uh, they would put you know one of those would be enough to cover the whole yard and actually get on the concrete driveways on either side, yeah, uh man, we would go out there and just like the game is to just jump over it, right, mm-hmm. like to just whoa, go yeah. over it and
0: uh well, they'll tire themselves out eventually. Whoa, whoa. yeah <laughs> um oh,
1: we gotta talk about something real fast. Oh, okay, hey, what eat a dick Simpson shit posting gold <laughs> Oh. Uh, they, they gave me a temporary ban.
0: Why? Uh, they gave me a temporary
1: ban because of a meme that I made, I guess, and I posted it onto their Facebook page, uh, and it was... Which meme was it? It's one that I posted just... Uh, oh,
0: the Shelbyville girls. Lord. Yes.
1: The one that, uh, so I made a meme that says nobody blank and you know how that works. And then it says Shelbyville girls and then there's a picture and there's three good looking women and the middle one has a shirt that says save a horse, ride a cousin, <laughs> which I thought was pretty freaking funny. Uh-huh. Um, and I posted it on their page just to, you know, maybe draw a little uh, traffic to escalator to nowhere. A pod, which is our Facebook page and Instagram handle. And, uh, anyways, they not only did they decline it, they gave me a temporary ban. And the only feedback I got from the moderator was just the word no.
0: (laughs) Nice. (laughs) What is that about? I don't know. Hey, oh, you know what? What? I bet it was Sean. I bet he runs that group. Mr. Sean Harley Davidson. You know what? Sean.
1: That's rude.
0: That is rude. You already sent us hate mail. That's why, right. We already got hate mail why from you, you bro. Be a, a meme hater too.
1: Oh, he's mad because I banned him. He
2: just he just That's returned the favor. That's
0: probably true. Well, you yeah. got you got a couple weeks to sit and think what you what. Oh, <laughs> sit down and think about what you've done.
1: You want to know something? Caitlin has already had two cups of coffee too. It's
0: yeah. Sorry, y'all.
1: Uh we are, um I, I just, I, and I will say this also, I posted that same meme on Rancho Relaxo and it's got almost 400 likes on it now.
0: Yeah, so go fuck yourself, yeah. Bort posting shit posting gold. <laughs> I don't know what, I'm only a member of like Rancho Relaxo, which <laughs> I'm obscure.
1: You know, I gotta tell you, uh, Rancho Relaxo is my um second favorite <laughs> Facebook page. <laughs> <laughs> After hours, in the, of course. Know, Join pod. us on Facebook. Check it out. Anyways, all right, That's. I just need to get that off my chest. Okay. That was, no on at me do
0: you feel better now no <laughs> do you feel like you have the blood of a, a little boy running through your veins <laughs> oh boy okay so uh there are uh, the family's in the backyard on their back patio Do you want to go outside
1: and play wiffle ball <laughs> <laughs>
0: i'm good oh, um oh. It, uh, homer's looking at the letter he's like oh mm-hmm. it's a little thin but that's okay it could, could be, a, be check. a check yep yep and so he takes the card out of the envelope okay there's no check it's just a card don't panic Mm -hmm. And then he reads the card, and all it says is, Dear Bart, thank you kindly for the blood. Yours truly, Montgomery Burns. (laughs) And Homer is not jazzed about this at all. Man,
1: how disappointing (laughs) was that when you were a little kid and a relative came for your birthday party or or Christmas or whatever Mm -hmm. and walked up to you and handed you
0: a card. card And you're like, ah, I know it's in here.
1: And then you open it up and...
0: Nothing. It's just a card. Yeah, that's disappointing. Um,
1: <laughs> uh, the um, you know, uh, Everclear's song, uh, Father of Mine, is uh-huh. like sometimes you would send me a birthday card with a five dollar bill. I had a real, I had a my my grandma's friend, a very nice woman, uh, who never forgot my birthday every year. Would send me a five dollar bill. (laughs) Aw, that's
2: nice. Every
1: year, I I, like. I just. I knew that it was gonna. That it was gonna come, and uh, actually, my mother has a friend that you know who lives here in Virginia who is very much the same. Mm -hmm. Like they don't. She doesn't have a lot to give, but she has always remembered. She normally
0: sends a, a lottery. Ticket. That's right. Yes, she'll send us a lottery ticket. <laughs> a scratcher. <laughs> which, which is I, fun.
1: I really appreciate because my mama would take me when I was little to the store and buy me little one dollar scratchers <laughs> and
0: let me let me scratch them off. I <laughs> start them off young. <laughs>
2: That's
0: right. Um did you ever have anybody in your life that would give you the same dollar amount as your age?
2: No. Oh, did okay. you have
0: that? Well, no, not not. On a regular basis, but I remember the first time it happened, uh-huh. it was also a friend of my grandma's oh, yeah. who happened to be in town during my birthday. Mm-hmm. So, of course, she came, She was staying with my grandparents, so she came to the party. Yeah. And it was my seventh birthday, so I got a card with $7 in it. Oh. And I thought that that was very cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's me. I'm $7. <laughs> <laughs> I have $4. Mm. Okay. Um,
1: <laughs> That's from Beer Fest, everybody. Yeah. We'll do a bonus about that. Yeah. Uh, so anyways, uh, Homer is upset that uh, it's just a card. We cut back to the interior of the kitchen in the Simpsons household. And he's, he's you know, is that some way to gr- show your gratitude? No gold, no diamonds, no jewelry, just a lousy card. And
0: and this is where Marge steps in. And yeah. she says, you know, you don't have to do like things like this to be rewarded. Yeah. You can do them because a fellow human being needs a helping hand.
1: Uh, yo, like, Marge is me talking about civic and moral virtue uh-huh. at work all the yeah. time. And about how, uh, so, like, you know, Aristotle writes about happiness. Uh, the Greek word is eudaimonia. And he writes about it in the opposite way that we tend to think about it. And this is what Marge is doing here. So, uh, we tend to think, like... I have a nice house, therefore I'm happy. I have a beautiful and hilarious wife. Uh? Who? (laughs) It's you. (laughs) What? Therefore I am happy, right? Like that's the way we tend to think. But Aristotle says that a happy man will live well and do well. So in in short, what Aristotle is saying is that happiness comes first, right? And you do the thing. That you do the virtuous thing because that
0: makes you happy.
1: You are happy already. No, it doesn't oh, I make see. you happy. Right. Uh, gotcha. And, and so Marge is basically taking that line of thought here. She says, you know, you don't do things like that to be rewarded. You right. do them because a fellow human being needs a helping hand. And uh Homer comes back in uh, a a way that we will see a couple of times in the series. Yeah, and I <laughs> feel
0: like this is not the first time we've seen Marge take this stance. Yeah. And it's also not the last.
1: Yeah, Marge is very commonly, even when Lisa falls off the wagon, although she's not involved in this conversation, Mm -hmm. but even when Lisa falls off the wagon, Marge almost always is the moral compass of the Simpsons. Right. Uh, Lisa will be from time to time, Mm -hmm. but Lisa typically, like, her moral compass is more fringe, like Mm -hmm. vegetarianism,
2: right?
1: Mm -hmm. Uh, But Marge's is very much, like, rooted mainstream. Yeah, like, Uh, you don't... I, I, I will use this phrase, but don't take it too seriously. Natural law-based.
0: Oh like boy. <laughs> here, here we go. <laughs> um, yeah.
1: So anyways, Homer comes back and says, Marge, I love you very much, but you live in the world of make-believe. And he goes off and talks about flowers with bells and leprechauns and magic frogs and blah, blah, blah. And uh, at any rate, Bart agrees and says, yeah, we got hosed. But... Um, uh, Marge says, now hold on a minute. Mm-hmm. You know, we got what we wanted out of this. We gave an old man a second chance. And Homer re- retorts with a yeah. great Homer line. I here. promised
0: my boy one simple thing. Lots of riches. <laughs> and that man broke my promise. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, Homer, he doesn't know you made that promise. And uh, second of all, uh, no. like, in the, like this is like one of the Simpsons tropes that I don't really like. We've talked about this before. Uh-huh. It's selfish. Greedy Homer. Yes. And like, I get it. Like, you know, he wants, he wants a leg up just as much as the next guy. Right. But the way he goes about doing it is just the worst. <laughs> <laughs> it's
1: terrible. I, but well, I thought that you would enjoy it a little bit more because it's, he's trying to stick it to Mr. Burns here. Yeah.
0: Who... But like, I still don't, I still don't, the dynamic of that. I just uh-huh. don't enjoy. I'm right.
1: Fair enough. So, <laughs>
0: Uh, then after Caitlin all this, is,
1: I guess the moral compass of this family.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, we all know that's an ox. It's true. <laughs> yeah, it's me. Where is he? Oh, he's on oh, the couch. On the couch. Okay. Yeah. So Homer in this moment, just, uh, tells Bart, he's like, take a letter. Oh yeah. So here we go. They, they start writing a letter to Mr. Burns.
1: Yes. And I, uh, I thought the first two lines here were really brilliantly delivered. And the reason is because as he was writing it, I don't know how what you were thinking, but I was like, "Oh, Mr. Burns," and I've seen this before, so I know how it's going to turn out. But I, I, while he's writing, I'm trying to be in the moment as much as I can be, and I thought Mr. Burns is going to read this and think that it actually is a kindly letter. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I wrote what I wrote down in my notes was, you know, sarcasm in print, and it can be very, very difficult. But Homer quickly remedies that. So, what he says is, you know, he says, of course, take the letter. He says, I'm so glad... Dear Mr. Burns, I'm so glad you enjoyed my son's blood and your card was just great.
2: Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And
0: then then turning point, um, in case you can't tell, I'm being sarcastic. Yeah, you stink. (laughs) Yeah. So, you got to go because I just... um, Lost my spot. Oh, so anyways, sorry. yeah,
1: no, Bart. Uh, he he turns to Bart and says, "You know, read that last part back to me." Um, <clears throat> no doubt imitating something that he saw on TV.
0: Oh yeah, sorry. Because in case you can't tell, I'm being sarcastic. You stink.
1: Yes, read that part back to me. Mm-hmm. You stink. Uh-huh. <laughs> Good. Uh, and con- uh, continues to call him a senile buck tooth old mummy with bony girl arms, and you smell like. Bart suggests an, an elephant's elephant. butt. Yes.
0: Yeah, there okay, so I have a note and this is why I lost my spot earlier cuz I was looking for it. Uh-huh. I don't know if it was in this scene. It's in one of the kitchen scenes. If you look in the background, there is a a turkey that had been drawn like oh. a, a hand. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like a hand turkey, but uh-huh. it only had four fingers. Oh, really?
1: Oh. That, yeah. Oh. I have I have noticed that. I have noticed the turkey before. Yeah, it's on their fridge. Um But I guess I didn't notice that it was four fingers.
2: That's
0: that's nice. Yeah, I think I don't think it's on the fridge. I think it's on like a pegboard. Oh, really? Or a bulletin board. Yeah. Anyway, um, I just wanted to bring that up because I thought that was. A very good detail.
1: Yes, it's that that is nice. Mm-hmm. The devil's in the details, and so is the comedy, says I. Yes. So, anyways, Homer is pissed off. He has uh, had Bart draft this letter, which cannot be very nicely written, unlike no. Mr. Burns' letter. Right. And uh, Homer is going to go and put it into the mailbox, but here is Marge coming yep. through. Moderation, she, baby. She, like,
0: chases him down, and she says... You know, do you have to mail it right this minute? He's yep. your boss. And then, yeah, Homer's adamant that, yes, he does. You're and she wants him to sleep on it because he's still angry. Yeah. And she, you know, she controls him into not mailing the letter right away.
1: Yes, she she takes his hand and presses it to her uh, to her bosom and says, you know, please.
0: For me? And then he, he relents and he's like, okay, well. And then he goes... <laughs> You always do that hand thing and it usually works. Yes.
1: <laughs> hey man, if somebody takes your hand and holds it to their chest like and looks you in the eye, that that that's a powerful thing to do. Oh boy, Give Caitlin me your hand. Kalen is, is reaching across
2: the table.
1: <laughs> Here you can take. this.
0: I have a scratch on my chest. I don't I think it's from a dog. it's like a scrape right here Uh on my collarbone I don't know how it got there it's probably
1: from Knox because Knox will like get up onto us on the couch and like put his front paws like at my shoulder level uh, yeah he
0: puts all his weight on one point and it hurts yes (laughs) so he's a
1: good boy he just doesn't seem to understand that that's painful yeah (laughs) Yeah. so anyways um,
0: then we there's a dream sequence yep Um, Marge and Homer have gone to bed uh-huh. And Homer's dreaming. He's calling Mr. Burns a cheap son of a... Yep. And then, like... It, we see
1: him uh, cho- choking him and, mm-hmm. and shaking the jewels out of Mr. Uh, Mr. Burns as he's choking him mm-hmm. a la Bart style. Yeah. And
0: and eventually it turns into Homer just eating pancakes. <laughs> that's right. I,
1: I, I thought to myself, I didn't write this down, but I thought, oh, his dreams are going to come true. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, he gets up, goes downstairs, and of course, what's he doing? He's eating pancakes. Yeah,
0: Marge wakes him up, says, Homer, breakfast is dry. And she's made pancakes,
1: and he sits there and he says to her, "You know, you saved me from making a big mistake. I finally understand the meaning of it's a. He's got pancakes in his mouth, Mm -hmm. and what meaning of what? Better half, March. Better half. This was this felt very sitcommy to me that that sequence that moment, Mm -hmm. Um, but we were cut out of it really quick. To the same mailbox that Homer was going to put that in last night. And Bart is there with the letter.
0: Yeah, but but as Homer is eating breakfast, he's wondering where the letter is. And then we learn that Bart is taking it to the mailbox.
1: Is he? Oh, yeah, yeah, where's the letter? Oh, I see, yeah. I see, okay, yeah. gotcha. Anyways, either way, Bart is at the mailbox, uh, and he drops it in, and then we cut to back to the kitchen where yeah. Homer is now frantically, frantically searching for that for the, letter.
0: He's even looking in the cornstarch canister, yep. and it is not there. So then Bart comes into the kitchen.
1: But in, before we get uh, any further here, I'm not sure where I posted this, but I, or, or, wrote, or wrote this down, but I have noticed several times in this season... Um, and I may or may not be saying this correctly, but the uh, animation production team Klasky Supo—is that what it is? I don't know. Yeah, you do. You know, they were—they were the same ones that did Rugrats. Um, Any, so what I'm saying is there are some very distinct. If I'm saying the name right, Klasky Supo or Scoop-o, uh moments where like Bart's, especially Bart's nose and eyes will be on one side of his face, and then his mouth will be slung off like to the other side of his oh. face. Uh, we get a number of moments like that, uh, and that the reason for that, as far as I understand it, at least, is because those guys are the ones who are uh, in charge of production, animation, whatever mm-hmm. it is for the season two. And once, I think once we get into season three, we start losing that. And uh, it's just because we lost their influence.
0: Okay. Well, honestly, I have no idea what you're talking about.
1: I bet you would if I were to bring up their logo. Uh, because okay. it was at the end of every Rugrats episode, I'm pretty sure. But uh, and, and it's spelled funny. It's like C-S-U-P-O, I think yeah. it's. Yeah, right. But anyways, so Bart comes in and Homer turns to him. And he says, uh, he says, uh, Bart, have you seen the letter? Yep. All right, think very carefully. Where did you see it last? <clears throat> and Bart, very slowly. <laughs> the last place I saw it, uh-huh, was in my hand, yeah, as I was shoving it into the mailbox. <laughs> And uh, anyways, why did you do that? He, and Bart says, you know, there were things in that letter that just had to be said. And I know you. You're an emotional guy. Just because you were mad last night is no guarantee you're going to be mad this morning. <laughs> I'll, and, uh,
0: and then Homer's like, I'll show you mad in the morning. Yes. And he is pissed. He sh- he's takes Bart by the neck. And uh, I got to say... I, when the Simpsons scream or when they're being choked, I think it's very funny, (laughs) Uh (laughs) especially when their tongues are like, the little, the little wiggle tongues. Yeah. Uh Although he didn't have the wiggle tongue in this um, scene, Uh but Homer does choke Bart. And then Marge again, steps in and says, Homer, you encouraged him. You should be strangling yourself. (laughs) So.
1: So, uh, at any rate, we then cut back to the mailbox. Mm-hmm. Uh, Homer is there with Bart. He's trying to get to it and he just can't. He can't it's reach all locked in. up.
0: Yeah. Um, and then Bart tells him not to panic because they don't pick up the mail until noon. And then, oh,
1: So, yeah, well, but while he's out there, you know, Homer tries reaching in, he tries mm-hmm. kicking the box. Um, uh, Barney is, actually walks by and encourages him. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, and he says, I'm with you, Homer, fight the power. And then Homer decides he's going to get a A hose, hose. Mm -hmm. take it over to the box to to flood it out so that the ink will run and Mr. Burns won't be able to read the letter.
0: Yeah, and Bart's a little concerned because he's like, well, won't other people's mail get messed up too? Uh And Homer's like... So some people won't get a few letters. Boo-hoo. So, um...
1: Hey, his mockery of the letter is pretty good. Here. Yeah. You yeah. know the kind of letters people write. Dear somebody you've never heard of. How is so-and-so? Blah, blah, blah. Yours truly, some bozo. Big, Big loss.
0: loss. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So he starts to feed the hose in, and he tells Bart to look out for the mailman. Surprise, surprise! Mm -hmm. Guess who's right behind him?
0: Yeah, he says, "Give me some kind of signal." And Bart says, "Dad, the mailman's here." And he goes, "Oh yeah, that's a good one." But he's, but no, like the the mail person is actually right behind him. That's right. Yep.
1: And so, at any rate. uh, she uh, she says to him, "Are you you know planning to water the mail?" With his response being, "I guess I shouldn't run because you know you're the mail lady and you know my name and address and everything." That's right. Well, I'm still gonna run, yeah. and off he runs. And Bart casually strolls off to follow him. <laughs> yeah. So, anyway, we are then cut to the interior of Mr. Burns's office.
0: Yeah, he has decided to write a book about his struggle with hypohemia. Uh huh. Um, they had brought in a ghostwriter. Yes. And, uh, we learned that the ghostwriter is one of the best in the business. Mm-hmm. He wrote, he's written things like, like hell I can't and up from the muck. And then also the unsinkable. I don't, I, I have I, no idea what this is referring was, to. As soon as you started
1: naming the books, I was like, like, she's, like, she's going to have to say yep. it.
0: Yep. <laughs> Sadrudin <It's, laughs> Mabara Dad,
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sadruddin Mabarda. Madar- <laughs> so, at any rate, uh, he—they uh, uh, are going to embark on this endeavor, and the first thing that the ghostwriter asks Mister Burns is, after he turns on his uh, tape recorder, he says, "Have you slept with anyone famous?"
0: Oh, he's just a Simpsons guy. He's a Hindu priest that has a TV show called. Uh, Sadrudin Mahabalala Yoga Party. Oh. <laughs> so I guess he's just a person that exists in the oh. Simpsons universe.
1: So um uh, Mr. Burns uh sees right through through this question he says, uh listen to me, you bargain basement bottler or or ballad is a bottler? air? Uh, I would is, it, uh, you, is that similar to ballad. Did Balladier? you say what
0: the question was that made him Mr. Burns call him that? Yes I did. Okay, <laughs> I was I was looking up the
1: man. Uh, so okay. And I, uh, anyways, uh he Burns shouts at him, I'm not some dizzy starlet who can't string two words together. I can write this myself. You're fired. So Mr. Burns is going to write his own.
0: Yeah. Then we get a classic bit.
1: Yes, we do. <laughs> but before we get a classic bit, so we have cut to the interior of the post office. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as we walk into the post office, we see a mural, which oh, is yeah. um, the uh, the uh, a, an adaptation of the Sistine Chapel.
0: Yeah, the creation of Adam. It is mm-hmm. a male person being struck by lightning with dogs all around um, handing a lady a letter. so it looks like God and Adam like when they're uh-huh, about to fing- touch touch tips <laughs> Finger fingertips, fingertips yes um, on the Sistine Chapel. So
1: anyways, then we cut into this this very famous scene. I think this is maybe the most memorable scene or, or hang on let me, let me rephrase this. I think this might be the most quoted scene from young Simpsons watching Robert's life. Okay. Uh this one here. And you know how it goes. He walks up to the uh clerk at the post office and says, Hello, my name is Mr. Burns. I believe you have I think last week I said package, but it's letter. I believe you have a letter for me. Okay, mister Burns, what's your first name?
0: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> so of course they cut out to the exterior of the steps of the uh, post office oh what a great plan Bart yeah uh, and uh, anyways then we cut back to Lisa. Lisa Lisa's trying
0: to teach Maggie what a dodecahedron is that's right Um, I believe dodecahedrons are 20 sided
1: oh is that like the, 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 a, di-
0: a, a 20 is it a d20 I think so
1: okay there you go uh and anyways uh Homer is there on the couch and he says I don't know what you're doing but it's very strange and your father is trying to worry
0: <laughs> so mr Birds is writing his book
1: yep in the, in uh, the interior of his office there
0: yeah so he's writing it and then um he
1: gets up and we we uh, We see, or rather, it's implied that he gets up because we then cut to Homer, who is on the outskirts of Mr. Homer's, or Mr. Homer, Mr. Burns' office. Yep. Uh, And he looks at his watch, and I believe it is 7 02. Yeah. Says 28 minutes until Burns comes in. So, in short, he's trying to sneak in to get the letter from. Yes.
0: So, time for Operation Mail Take. That's right. He goes into Mr. Burns' office. There's a tray of letters on the table or on his desk. Yep.
1: He's thumbing through. Yeah.
0: And we we see a knife
1: yeah uh mr we hear mr burns can i help you mm-hmm. uh he then turn uh as homer yelps he turns and looks uh, sees the knife and mr burns says don't be afraid of this it's just a letter opener he, then we get a good moment between mr Ho- uh, mr homer golly <laughs> mr burns uh and we get a good moment between homer and his brain yep Burns so, says, Who are you?
0: Mm-hmm. And then we hear Homer's brain go, Don't tell him, give him a fake name. And then what does Homer say?
1: Homer Simpson. And he goes, Ugh. <laughs> the brain goes, Dope. <laughs>
0: Simpson, huh? Simpson, why, here's a letter from you. Mm-hmm. And he's like, I'll read it right now. And, and
1: well done here because we got these first two sentences right. Yep, yep. Dear Mr. Burns, I'm so glad you enjoyed my son's blood and your card was just great. Why, Simpson, you've made my day. A true gentleman. Homer tries to duck out, but uh, he says, oh, wait, there's more.
2: Mm-hmm. And
1: then he reads through the rest of the letter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Homer just has to stand there while Burns is reading this letter. And then we cut to the exterior of the plant. We see Joey. Jo- Joey.
0: Joey, who is jurying Homer out yes. to you know, to throw him out of the
2: plant. Come
1: on, Joey, do you have to twist my arm? To which he responds, Homer, I don't tell you how to do your job, okay? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, then we immediately cut back into Burns' office as he's watching Homer being pushed out by Joey, mm-hmm. saying to him, I could crush him like an ant, but that would be too easy. No, revenge is a dish best served cold. I'll bide my time until... Oh, what the hell. I'll just crush him like an ant.
0: <laughs> yeah. So he's he's pissed.
1: Yes. Uh, we, and we then, to emphasize this, get a scene with him next to a fireplace, presumably uh, uh, in his home at Burns' manor yeah. with Mr. Smithers where he is recounting the words of the letter, Bucktooth am I, bony arms are they, liver spots did I.
0: Yeah, and then he says, I just dropped a man of his livelihood, and yet I feel strangely empty.
1: Yes, because he signed a pink slip for him. Yes, oh, uh, yes, sorry. Yes, uh, and so anyways, uh, we then, uh, he he then says, I feel strangely empty. Tell you what, Smithers, have him beaten to a pulp. Mm, right. Uh, and Smithers sort of protests here. He says but sir and yeah and uh, then as, he... as usual when, Miss, when Smithers says but sir Smith, uh, uh, oh golly uh, Mr. Burns jumps right in on top of him you know right. but what and
0: That's then nothing. and then Smithers just says, okay yep well basically we'll have him beaten
1: then to the interior of the Simpsons kitchen he's there with Marge he is really lamenting what has happened. Mm-hmm. I've never seen Mr. Burns as mad and he's always kind of mad. Uh,
0: he goes. Me and my big letter writing pen. Yes.
1: <laughs> nice, and, nice Homer.
0: Yeah, Marge. Marge is being supportive. She says, you know, what's done is done. Yep. Um, no matter what happens, we'll pull through. We always do.
1: Yes. And so uh, Homer then, you know, in his lamentations, suggests that Marge will go live with her sisters and raise the kids, and he'll die in a gutter <laughs> because that's what will be within their means. Right. Then we we cut over to Mr. Smithers. He's sitting at a desk across from Joey, the security guard, and he says, "You know Homer Simpson?" He says, "Yeah, nice guy. Play poker with him once in a while." Smithers, who is clearly agonizing over this, says, "We need him beaten up."
0: Yeah, Smithers has clearly like lost some sleep over this. He's smoking a cigarette. He hasn't yep. shaved. His little bow tie is coming undone. Yep. So he's Smithers is worried about this. Yes. And he's, uh, he,
1: so he says to he says to Joey, "We need him beaten up." And Joey immediately, <laughs> even though he has just expressed a fondness for Mister for Homer, uh, he says he says, "You got it." And and then he uh, he has stopped. Yeah. And uh, he says uh, Smithers trying to make things better says beat but don't kick hold the kicks yeah uh, so at any rate um, we are we are then cutting back into where are we we are in Mr Burns's office there. Uh Smithers walks in uh, as Burns is closing up the book. Gentle reader, I'd like to thank you. What's that you say? Me thanking you? No, it's not a misprint for you. See, I enjoyed writing this book as much as you enjoyed reading it.
0: The <laughs> end.
1: <laughs> so uh, Smithers walks in. He asks him how the beating goes. He goes, sir, there was no beating. He says, I called it off. Burns refers to him as Judas. Yeah. Uh, we get a nice pathetic fallacy here with the rain coming down outside of Burns' big window at the plant. And yeah.
0: So, and Mr., uh, Smithers tells Mister Burns that he couldn't have anybody hurt Homer because Homer saved Mister Burns's life. Yes. Um,
1: and, uh, Smithers, expecting retaliation, immediately says, "You know, I know you're mad at me." but He says, "I think it's only fair to warn you. I'm going to stand outside the gate until you forgive me." Mister Burns has an immediate change of heart here. Mm-hmm. It would appear. Says, "No need to." Smithers, as usual, as usual, you've been the sober ying to my raging yang. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh. and then they make up. He says, "Put it here, pal." And then, um, Smithers says, "Sir, I wish. While well, I wish this handshake would never end, I'm afraid that we have the Simpson matter to attend to."
1: Do you think that Mr. Burns' handshake is sort of like from Great British Bake Off? What the handshake? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh. So in yeah, if, in yes. the Great British Bake like, Off, it, if you it, have not watched it, it holds a it, lot of power. If you have not watched it, the 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 uh, his name's Paul, right? Paul Hollywood. Paul Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So Paul Hollywood, who is basically like that show's version of Simon Cowell. Yeah. Uh, they even look similar. Uh, at least to me, they do. Um, he, uh, if, if he really likes your baked good, he will extend a handshake to you. And they rarely happen. And they're so rare that when they do happen, everybody takes note of it. Are you on your phone? <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> the, Sorry. I'm you, listening. No, you're not. You're looking at Facebook. I can see it. I got an email from the dean. Oh, really? I mean, it's an all-staff email. <laughs> oh, my God.
1: Does it, does it say you stink, that you smell like an elephant's butt? Yeah. You should <laughs> you should respond to it.
0: You uh, smell like an elephant's butt. No, that would not go over well. You know, oh. i carry on.
1: <laughs> yeah, they'd take away your, uh, your extra vacation. Yeah, they would. <laughs> <laughs>
0: uh,
1: so, anyways... Um, uh, Mr. Burns uh, decides that he is going to attend to the business of Homer Simpson, uh, presumably in a different way. Uh, so, they're off to do what they're going to do. We then cut to the interior of Moe's. Mm-hmm. We get a call. We get a fake phone call from the obvious suspects. Hello, is my is Mike there? Mike Roch? This is one of the better ones, I've thought, uh, yeah. in, oh, I have thought. Yeah. Mean, at least when I was a little kid, I thought this was one of the yeah, better
0: ones. Um, the, yeah, he... Uh uh <laughs> god mo, he, he, mo yes. gets very annoyed he screams out from my garage and i like the same people are in most tavern all the time uh-huh it's sam the barfly the uh-huh. bald barfly who i never remember his name uh-huh barney homer yeah those are the only customers at most uh-huh <laughs> like what are you doing, Mo? <laughs> hey, maybe there's
1: a bunch of people over playing pool over at the table over there. Oh, maybe, maybe. Uh, maybe they're all just hidden in the dank. The dank, Mo. The dank.
0: Oh, okay. <laughs> you don't get that joke.
1: Nope. Uh, so, anyways, uh, well, everybody told Caitlin how funny I am, and uh, so at any <laughs> rate, uh, Mo turns to Homer and acknowledges that he is not his usual effervescent self. He says, "I've got problems." Uh, and Moe says, you know, he says, give me another one. Mo says, you should not drink to forget your problems. And then
0: immediately hands him a beer. Right. Another to beer. To which
1: Barney says, yeah, you should always drink to enhance your social skills. Yeah. And then, of course, belches. Right. Then we cut uh, to, there's lots of cuts in this uh, uh, sequence here. Uh-huh. We cut over to the Springfield Mall where Mr. That's Burns right. is looking for the perfect gift for the Simpsons or for, yeah. for Homer in particular.
0: And then we per- like we see a bunch of different stores that are just... Wild, he yeah. says. Uh, you know, one place is too practical. Another w- place is too cutesy. Poo. Another place is too corn bowl. Corn ball. <laughs> <Not> <laughs> corn bowl. Mm-mm, no.
1: Uh, so uh, we we get varying sorts of uh, you know funny titles for uh, mm-hmm. for stores here. Uh, a la, I think uh, we see this alive in the more more recent uh, animations, such as Bob's Burgers with the uh, the burger of the week. Yeah. Uh, and um, I, w- I wrote down uh, mall stores over here. What was your favorite mall store when you were a kid, when you were a teenager? Okay. To
0: go to, mm, Bath and Body Works was a big one for me.
1: Really? Yeah. I was, I was expecting you to say like Gadzooks or something. No. <laughs> I, bought,
0: I had some clothes from Gadzooks, but that wasn't, normally, normally where I would get my clothes were the limited Two uh-huh. or Express. Uh-huh um
1: we had a we actually had a jc penny outlet close to where i where i grew up and as a result a lot of my clothes came by way of that mm-hmm. as as my as my mother and grandma would refer to it as the pen, pennies pennies outlet yeah <laughs> we, we got to go to pennies outlet <laughs> right um but it was huge that outlet store was a like it was like a warehouse size store if
0: it's a honest to god outlet
1: yeah, it, yeah, I mean, it, it, I mean, it was it was a big, big place.
0: Yeah, we have outlet stores near us, but they're not really outlets; they're just
1: yeah, they're just stores. <laughs> it's a, yeah, it's an open it's an open air mall is what it is. Yeah. It's kind of amazing that it it kind of is amazing that it exists. But you know, the thing is, is that it is it is a popular place. Yeah, um, I mean, and
0: they're all over the country too. It's not uh-huh. just us. So.
1: Yeah. So at any rate, uh, uh, Mr. Smithers and. Uh, Mr. Burns eventually settle on something. He looks at it. He says, I f- we found it. Smithers says, but sir, it's $32,000. To which he replies, don't you dare sully this moment with your price taggery.
0: Yeah. Um. Hold up. I, I lost my spot again.
1: We are at 1949. Okay. So uh, a good year. Uh, uh, yeah. <laughs> what happened <laughs> in 1949, Caitlin?
0: Um, the movie Adam's Rope came out with Catherine Hepburn and Spencer Tracy.
1: Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> the year after my aunt was born.
1: Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, so, okay. We we then cut to the interior of the Simpsons' home. Uh, the Homer is looking sad, and you know, feeling sad for himself. And then, of course, Mr. Burns and Smithers pull up. Mm-hmm. Uh, they come to the door and I can't
0: remember the name of the store they bought the place from, but it was something like plunder Pete's plunder. Pete's
1: plunder. Yeah. It yeah. Gave, gave, gave very much like Trader Joe's vibes. Uh,
0: yeah. Pete's plunder, but also it's like, mm, maybe the things in this store were not acquired ethically
1: (laughs) (laughs) plunderer pete looking at you uh
0: looking at you british museum hey i
1: was talking with some people yesterday this is the kind of conversations i have at my job y'all we were talking about the rosetta stone Uh uh-huh and i was with somebody who is very well traveled especially throughout europe um i bet caitlin can figure out who i'm talking about and this person has never seen the rosetta stone really and I was talking to. Them, I, I said I remember what we were talking about, but I said it was very much like when you see the Rosetta Stone for the first time. And what I mean by that is when I saw the Rosetta Stone the first time, I, it was it was amazing because it was real. Uh huh. Like you see images of it, you see pictures of it. And by the way, all the pictures of the Rosetta Stone make it look like it's a dingy rock, but it's very sparkly. Like they've mm-hmm. really, of course, it's an amazing. It's
0: lit they've, well. Well. It, yeah. Well,
1: it's lit well, but it's also it's lit.
0: Hieroglyphics? <laughs> uh, <laughs> what?
1: It's also, uh, you know, obviously been very cleaned. It is mm-hmm. maintained, and it's huge. uh It's very large, and
0: it's like it's not, but it's not like like surface area. It's like chunky.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, I, I would say that in height, it's what probably four and like, a half, five feet tall. Uh, think so? Yeah, like three feet wideish. Um, I mean, it's, it's big,
0: but she thick
1: and like when I actually, when <laughs> she thick, <laughs> <laughs> I, I like my history changing artifacts as I like my women thick. Uh huh. That's all I got. Okay. You know what? You're not supporting me very much over <gasps> no, there. No, I'm
0: trying to look to... up the dimensions of the Rosetta stone, which so, was discovered in 1799. That's
1: right. Yeah. It's, it's, it's discovered the year that Washington dies. Um, -hmm yeah, which I was always very sad about. I was okay. like, oh, he didn't make it to 1800
0: <laughs> Yeah. It is 44 inches by 29 inches by 11 inches. Oh, okay. So, so you're you're in the great ballpark. About,
1: it's about four feet tall. Not quite four feet yeah. tall. Um, anyways, uh, actually when I was there the first time to see it, I was there with uh, somebody that I would travel to uh, London with on a few occasions. And she said to me, she said, when she first saw the Rosetta Stone, there was nothing surrounding it. So now there's like a case surrounding it. But when she saw it, there wasn't one. In the
0: biz, we call those vitrines. Ah,
1: and the latrine?
0: (laughs) Vitrine. Uh,
1: And at any rate, she said that she saw one of the attendants, the museum docents, I guess, Uh uh, standing there next to it. And she asked if she could touch it. And the docent, in very British-like thing to do, I would say, just says, no. And then turns away from her uh-huh. so that she could uh-huh. reach over and touch it. And so oh, she did. God. So she actually touched the Rosetta Stone. Wow. wow. Um, That's cool. W- actually, on that very same trip. Um, well, actually, not that, no, not that same trip. Uh, the, the last trip that I went with them, uh, of course, you know, I had the job that I have now. And I wanted to bring back a walking stick. And I went to like a London umbrella and walking stick store Uh where I purchased the one that I have with the ash top on it. Okay. And anyways, I I didn't want to check it because I didn't want to pay to check the thing. And I said to the person at the ticket desk, I said, Hey, I've got this. I don't want to check it. I can carry it with me. It's just a cane. And they go, do you need it? And I said, well, no, but, and they said,
2: do you you need need it? it? Yeah. And I
1: said, Oh yeah, of course. And they said, well, if you need a cane, no one's going to say anything to you? And I said, I understand. Thank <laughs> you. <laughs> like, it took me a second. Like, I guess my American sensibility yeah. was not like on the same page. Right. <laughs> at all. But uh, at any rate, so uh, fun times in London. And um, we uh, oh, man, we went on this tangent because of plunder repeats, didn't we? Yeah, we, we did. <laughs> so anyways, they purchased the thing and they show up at the Simpsons household. They put it in the middle of the room. It's in a huge wooden crate. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, he, says to, he even says to Homer to show you there's no hard feelings. Here's an advanced copy of my book. <laughs> the, the, the book is called Will There Ever Be a Rainbow? That's so Montgomery Burns. <laughs> like, this is how... I think this is a good way to be able to show you that there's been a lot of good character development in the first two seasons thus far, and the reason is because that is a Montgomery Burns thing to do. To show up with an obviously fake Greek god, golden body, you know, standing out on the balcony uh, to make the, uh, the the movie that he does in A Star is Burns, right? And then here is this book with him uh, holding out his hand with a rainbow coming out the top of it and the title, Will There Ever Be a Rainbow?
0: Which is a, a book about him having hypo Yes.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so uh, at any rate... He then says, and now young fella, talking to Bart, I haven't forgotten you, hands him a crowbar, which Bart's very excited about.
0: Yeah, he's like, wow, a crowbar. And then I think Lisa tells him, she's like, it's to open the crate, stupid. That's right. So, and then he opens the crate. Now, may I tell you that you should probably use a drill and or a (laughs) ratchet to open a crate such as
2: this.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Did you also notice that on the interior of the crate, there was no padding? There was nothing. No, Yeah. (laughs) This, this what, what you think about that poor art shipping
0: <laughs> they should not use that shipper ever again uh,
1: um but they open it up and it's this huge and i mean just frightening gigantic looking olmec head yeah um the this is i don't know if you know anything about this head like like i, I mean in terms of the simpsons no have you seen this before ever
0: no, but I did read on the wiki that eventually it goes down into their basement and it's just kind of in the in the corner.
1: Yeah. So uh, what I was what I meant by that was I think you have probably have seen this before. You just didn't. I didn't realize it. what it was. Yeah, yeah. Because it will eventually just end up and be in the basement.
0: See, and that's the kind of thing I love about this show is uh-huh. that there are things that are like plot points but f- for one very specific reason uh-huh. but that thing still exists elsewhere in the universe. Then you will see
1: it. Yeah, you yeah. will see it. once it exists in the Simpsons universe, more or less it exists forever.
0: Yeah, we saw the same thing with the Homer bowling ball.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: Um so yeah, I I, I that's very funny to me. Uh-huh. I like I like that.
1: And and you see it also with characters too, right? Even ones that are s- supposedly gone, like we still from oh, like time Precious
0: to time, Cashmere and Jock, and yep. yeah, are
1: we and from time to time we'll see even see Doctor Marvin Monroe just hanging out in crap. Oh, maybe that was maybe that's still for second season. Maybe he's not. Yeah, he's, he's not in, gone in, yet.
0: He's not dead yet. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I'm, okay, okay. I'll, I'll I'll retract that. But we do see it with objects for sure. Yeah. Uh, so that being said, uh, there is this gigantic Olmec head sitting in the middle of the, uh, of the living room. Mm-hmm. It is revealed that this is a, a word that I am not going to deface by trying to say it, but it's the God of war. Um, mm-hmm. uh, and, uh, M- Maggie even walks over to Lisa with, <laughs> with <laughs> she
2: has
0: a flashcard in her hand. It says
1: Aztec. But, yeah.
0: And then, um,
1: Lisa responds Lisa's like, no, yeah.
0: not Aztec. Olmec. Olmec. <laughs> yeah.
1: Uh, so Homer is trying to figure out what the hell this thing is. What does it do? Marge says, it doesn't do anything. No, what does it do? And she says, whatever it does, it's doing it now. And yeah. so uh, the, uh, Mr. Burns and Smithers leave. Uh, Bur- Burns is so satisfied with himself. Mm-hmm. He says, did you see their faces, Smithers? Yeah, and to then which,
0: Smithers tells him he's a god of generosity.
1: You're my god of generosity. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh man. Well, anyways, we then uh have The Simpsons are in they we cut to a different scene. They are still in the same room, though, the living room. They're sitting eating their TV dinners and their trays.
0: Yeah, and it's just sitting there. Like, first of all, how the hell did they get this into the house? Yes. It's pretty big, but it is it's clearly just,
1: bigger than the door.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like taken over the whole entire living room. Uh-huh. Um
1: and, but I love this sequence here, uh, because it is both Marge continuing to be the moral compass and see the virtue in the situation but then also Lisa comes in and with like this twinge of 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 absurdist or nihilistic philosophy here at the end. So what we get here is they're sitting there uh and Homer says uh save a guys life and what do you get nothing. Worse than nothing, just a big scary rock. And uh Bart says, "Hey man, don't bad, bad mouth the head." Marge says it's the thought that counts. She says, The moral is a good deed is its own reward. Uh, And it's pointed out that they actually did get a reward. Mm -hmm. The head. The head is cool. She says, Oh, well, I guess the moral is that no good deed goes unrewarded, which is funny to me because uh, Murphy's Law says the opposite no good deed goes unpunished. Right. Right. Um, And he said, Well, uh, Homer says, Well, if I hadn't written that nasty letter, then we wouldn't have gotten anything. To which Marge then replies and says, well, I guess the moral is the squeaky wheel gets the grease. And then Lisa says, mm-hmm. perhaps there is no moral to this story. Yes. Exactly. It's, it's just a bunch of stuff that happened. This I have to tell you, uh, and I, I'm glad that I said absurdist a second ago, this sounds so much like Waiting for Gatto uh, in its terms of them, them sitting around trying to figure out the meaning of something and then coming to the conclusion that, that it doesn't, doesn't mean anything means nothing. Yeah. And, and, and uh, I think it is. I think it is Lisa who says it's just a bunch of stuff that happened.
0: But it certainly was a memorable, memorable few days. That's right. Yeah. And then
1: we cut to credits. I love that. I love that conclusion. No. It, what is the meaning? Well, here's the meaning. Yeah. No, but this happened. So this is the meaning. Guess what? But
0: really, it's, it, doesn't mean, it doesn't mean anything. Yeah. 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 yeah.
1: yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So that is the conclusion of the episode. Tell me, what, what are your thoughts? I,
0: I want... think, I think you liked it more than I did.
1: Okay. I did like it.
0: Um, what were you going to say?
1: Oh, no, I was just going to say, I'm interested in your thoughts and I'm interested in your thoughts as this being the last episode of season two.
0: Um, I agree with you, what you said earlier, that it does not seem like a season finale.
2: Uh-huh.
0: Um, it, it, honestly, to me, is kind of one of the weaker episodes of the season, I think. Of
1: the season? Yeah. Wow. Okay.
0: Yeah. I mean, and again, like, I guess I just don't like the Mr. Burns-centric storylines. Uh-huh. And this is another one of those where it's just kind of like, eh, okay. Yeah. Um... I don't really have much to say about it, honestly.
1: Oh, okay. Well, uh, first of all, this one has that sequence with Mr. Uh, with Homer at the post office. <gasps> well, yeah. Uh, no,
0: okay. So- I'm not fussing
1: at you. I'm just saying, I'm just like giving my point of view over
0: but, yeah, no, there okay. were there were definitely moments where it was like, oh haha, ha, that's that's funny. Uh-huh. But it's just not. It wasn't like it just didn't hit for me very well.
1: So, uh there for me there is that moment, uh there is the the introduction of the Olmec head which um, is also on the puzzle, is it not? Mm-mm. It's not? No. Are you 100% sure?
0: Yeah. Okay. The angel
1: is. The angel's on there. Yeah. Oh, I the thought the Olmec, Olmec head, head was. Not. Anyways, uh, I'm kind of surprised that it's not. Uh, but that you know, again, that thing that will show up in the background, uh, time and time again, as we continue through the as we continue through the series. Um, I I really enjoy the overall development in the place of Mr. Burns where he is now. Mr. Smithers has settled nicely into this role mm-hmm. uh, this sycophant. Uh, yeah,
0: you you don't get like mean Smithers in this episode, which is nice.
1: Yeah, I don't like mean Smithers. Mm-hmm. We need we need. I think I think that. He works so well because he is often so often a fo- a foil, a moral foil to Mister Burns. Yeah. And Burns expects, of course, that Smithers is going to do whatever he, he tells wants him, him to do. do. Yeah. You know, have the Rolling Stones killed. But sir, do as I say. Um. Oh, you don't know that one. Nope. <laughs> uh. But at the same time, we see Smithers, you know, taking it upon himself to do what it is strongly implied and seen he would. Not do normally, which is defy Mr. Burns's orders, right. But he will do it when it is when he is strongly convicted, right. such as the whole uh, who shot Mr. Burns, right
0: right. And that well, you kind of see it in this episode too, when he tells Joey not to kick Homer, yeah, just to beat him and we and we
1: learn, of course, in, in the very next scene that he called the whole thing off anyway, right. Uh, and so yeah, I, I really appreciate that. I think that a, a lot in this episode works. I, uh, as I said earlier, there's, I think there's a lot of good jokes in this episode. Um, I laughed out loud on several of them. Um, I don't think that it was the strongest episode of the season. Right. Uh, for sure. But um, I don't think I put it at the bottom of the pile either. This is
0: Well, <laughs> uh, this is not one I'm going to go back and watch again anytime soon. Uh-huh. Let's put it that way. Okay. Will I watch it again? Maybe. But I'm not going to... It's not going to be one of my go-tos when I want to watch something but I don't want to pick something. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. Like it's like a The Simpsons is like our default background show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, it this isn't an episode I'm going to choose when I want something on in the background. Oh,
1: okay. So, here we are. End of the season. Put Well, we're not going to quite put the nail in it yet because um, Mm -hmm. I think that we have settled on that next week we will not have a regular season show. Next week we will do our end of season review for season two Yes, as our regular Wednesday, 7.42 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, Mm -hmm. drop Um, so that uh, just to let you know uh, because obviously uh, every time we do one of those review shows it ends up being as long as a regular episode anyway so uh, we're not uh, looking to overload anybody it it will
0: also help our recording schedule too yeah it will because being real about it uh,
1: we made a mistake when we were plotting (coughs) our plotting out mapping out the uh, the season three because if we do this then we should end season three with 2022 and turn into season four Yes. I'm sorry. I just burped by accident in the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, that being said, we're, we're. We did it. We did it. We're, we're done. We're done. Hey, listener. Pop on over to the Facebook group, the Escalator to Nowhere Facebook group, and if you're not a member, go ahead and uh, submit your membership request. It'll get approved. All you have to do is answer the questions. Uh, and uh, when you uh, when you do that, leave us a note on the on the page. Tell us what is your favorite episode from season two. Let us know. Uh, let us know what you think about our uh, analysis of this episode. Who's right? Am I right? Is this a good episode? <laughs> Or is Caitlyn definitely wrong? I'm kidding.
0: Wait.
2: Uh, Wait a minute. Wait a minute.
1: (laughs) Hey, they said I'm slow. (laughs) Um, But also, you know, uh, tell it. You know, give us your thoughts about season uh, season two as well, because we're going to be recording our end of season review for next. I
0: would even ask for a top. Three or five episodes. Yeah.
1: Hey, if you're feeling, if you're feeling, if you're uh, feeling frisky, yeah, go ahead, drop your top three. And if you're really feeling thick and frisky, (laughs) give us your top five. We want to know. Yeah. Um, And uh, hey, we're, you know what we're going to be doing? We're going to be going into season three. I am uh, just so proud of us. I say this a lot on here, but I am proud of us. I feel like the
0: bar is very low for, (laughs) for us. Like, hey, we said we were going to do this thing, and we're actually doing it. Wow, Go us!
1: <laughs> well, look, here. If it's not clear, man, I love, I am loving doing this. I am loving doing this with you, my love. Uh, and I am really enjoying the friendships that we have made.
0: I was making a face.
1: Oh, she was going like this. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, I'm really enjoying the friendships that we have made digitally with folks, and I'm just having a good time going through the whole thing.
0: And it gives you an excuse to make memes, which is your love language. It does,
1: (laughs) yes. Yeah, and get me kicked out of groups, apparently. Uh,
2: (laughs) Facebook
1: jail. You know, you want to know something? This is the first Facebook jail I have ever gotten.
0: Well, at least it's for this reason and not because you're out there spewing... (laughs) Conspiracy theories. Bullshit. Hey,
1: hey, hey, I'm I'm just going to start posting conspiracy theories. That's what I'm going to do. (laughs)
0: Great. Can't wait for that. Good. I Uh, love it when you pick fights on the internet.
1: (laughs) She does. Sometimes I'll be sending someone a long text and she'll be like, Are you fighting on the internet? Yep.
0: Not just Facebook, the internet as a whole. Just the
1: internet as a whole. What are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) I think part, I think it might be a tell too, because like when I fight on the internet, like I backspace a lot and like reform my arguments. And
0: and you're one of those people that doesn't turn the clicks off of their keyboards so I can tell when you're typing a lot. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) You you know, you people know what I'm talking about the (laughs) iPhone tech, like (laughs) keyboard clicks. (laughs)
1: <laughs> all right hey you know what uh, we sure are having a good time going through the series here and we're so we're just so glad and frankly I'm honored that you were taking time to hang out with us to listen
0: to our bullshit and to, yeah
1: just to listen to us uh, jabber on and if you uh, enjoyed this episode and we sure hope you did go ahead and hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to this on and hey while you're there go ahead and drop us a very kind review maybe give us a rating the highest rating on whatever platform again that you're listening to this on also make sure you're following us on social media again we are escalator to nowhere pod at uh excuse me we are escalator to nowhere pod on facebook and instagram again i'll mention the facebook to nowhere or sorry, facebook to nowhere the escalator to nowhere facebook group and we are on twitter of course at esk to nowhere pod
0: you can send us an email at esk to nowhere pod at gmail.com
1: whoa look who's coming in here with the socials wrap up you're welcome <laughs> thank you yeah. Could you tell that I was running out of breath? Uh, kind of. <laughs> Some,
0: I thought I'd just kind of hurry this along. Oh, okay. Okay, leader.
1: Doing a good job. <laughs> <laughs> All right, hey man, we're looking for. Hey man, hey man, uh, hey look, we are we are just looking forward to getting into season three. But before we do that, make sure you're with us next week for our season two wrap up. And uh, seriously, go ahead and drop us a line on the Facebook group. We'd love to hear your thoughts about season two. Uh, so until next week. Yeah. With the wrap-up. I'm Robert. I'm Caitlin. I am a Season Simpsons fan. <laughs> I am
0: learning.
1: And I love you.
0: Oh,
1: what? <laughs> Me? And we'll look forward to being with y'all next week for the season two wrap-up and then on to season three and start craving start dad. dad. Yep. Special shout out to Austin. I don't know if we'll get to have you on as a guest, Austin, but uh, you know, I'll be thinking about you the whole time. <laughs> In the shower. <laughs> All right. See Bye you later. later.
0: Bye. Bye. <laughs>